Let's go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 29 through 34. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them, shh, don't yell at Jesus, and told them to be quiet. But they shouted louder when they were told to be quiet. Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What is it you want me to do for you? He said, just like that. What would you like me to do for you? He already knew. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Can't see nothing. We're blind. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately, everybody say immediately, they received their sight and followed him. They went from blind to full vision immediately. It wasn't a three-week delay. It wasn't when they healed. It was immediately. And they now saw life in a whole new way. They saw it, which is my subject today. They saw it in living color. They saw life now in living color color. Who remembers the show? In living color. Fire Marshal Bill. Handy man. I won't go there. Uh, the two used car parking lot guys who would, he would <laughs> this is so funny. He would, they would sell, they would, they would pick the cars on the parking lot and sell them off. They were stealing them. They'd be acting like salesmen and they sell your car and you, while you were in the store. <laughs> it's funny. Come on, people. It's funny. Anyway. Now, like, I don't know, it's too, not politically correct to be funny like that, but years ago, I got, and has anybody ever had LASIK surgery? Anybody know what LASIK surgery is? Anybody know what eyeballs are? The human anatomy. Did you skip 10th grade like me? What's anatomy? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so years ago, I had, uh, I was nearsighted. I could not see far away. I was tired of wearing glasses. I went to contacts. The contacts messed my eyes up. I said, I'm tired of this. I want to get LASIK. So I found out cheaper is not always better. So I did my homework since it was my eyeballs they were going to be messing with. It's a laser procedure to your eyeball lens to reshape and correct vision problems. And you have to be an eligible candidate. And thank you, Lord, I was. But what I, did, I used the TLC because they had a lifetime guarantee on my vision correction, should I need to get it again, Mitch, like they'll, they'll shoot the laser up in there again, and I don't really want that, but I knew at least I had a guarantee that my vision was safe for the rest of my time here on earth, as long as you go once a year for your annual checkup. So thank you, Regional Eye Care. I've been going for 11 years, so they can keep telling me I still have 2020 from LASIK. But what was so cool about LASIK is... You know, they put you in this thing, in about 15 minutes, they've done your eyeballs with these lasers, and they have you go home and wear 
you know, dark goggles. And by the next morning, you are fully back to normal. And I vividly remember the difference in license plates on the cars in front of me after this. I didn't know what I had been missing. The detail, it sounds so silly, but for all these years, it was blurry, and I didn't even know it was blurry until I had something to show me how blurry it was, and that's the way I was living. Does this make sense? It was instantly, just like the Bible, corrected. I was like, whoa. Whoa, I felt like a blind man who had gotten his vision back, and I couldn't believe the amount of detail I started noticing that day forward. Even the colors and, like, like the lights of things were more vibrant. You see the shine off things. Instead of a dull, everything was dull. And so I imagine, like, if it was that good for me, what would it be like to be completely blind coming back into full vision maybe for the first time ever? Can you imagine what your, li- like, what your life would feel like? That's amazing. Especially if some man just, you know, spit on his hands and did a touchy-touch and I didn't have to get the laser thing too? Oh, my goodness. It's like a new life. In living color versus the old life, maybe in black and white or maybe in darkness. Didn't know I was not seeing anything. Have you ever seen like old black and white TV episodes that later were restored to full color? Like Andy Griffith? I didn't like that show, but my brother did. But I was alive and old enough to know when they changed the color. MASH, Andy Griffith, no thanks. That MASH song, does anybody remember MASH? It was the most depressing 10 o'clock. Just shoot me now, MASH. Figuratively, with the love of God. 10 o'clock every night, I got to go to bed for school. Like, this is horrible, depressing music. But we're talking about Andy Griffith, so let me stay on track. A lot of the old cartoons were that way, like Mickey Mouse going full color. Um, You know, they originally produced in black and white and then later redone in color. And wow, what a difference it made in how it looked. It's like a whole new thing, seeing it in in living color. You You could see things you never thought you would have noticed in the old version. And that level of detail that came to life caused you to see it different in a new way. So my question this morning is, has your relationship with God ever taken this same transformation from from blindness or black and white to to full color? Maybe you're still on the old episodes right now. Maybe you haven't turned the TV on yet. Have you ever felt complacent and lacking zeal for Jesus and then come to realize your spiritual TV has been stuck in Mayberry the old way? I'm sorry if you like Andy. He was a nice man. But at least upgrade to the color, says the Bible. The color episodes. There's nothing more profound than to experience God in his fullness. And that happens only through revelation of understanding who God is with our spiritual eyes and ears. And the blind men had a hunger to cry out. Everybody say hunger. If you don't have a hunger, you're not going to ask for food. If you don't hunger for something better, you'll never seek something better. And they had the hunger to cry out twice. 
And that's what led to the revelation of God showing himself greater to them and will do greater for us than we can ever imagine. Are you seeing Jesus in living color this morning, this April? Or are you just seeing the color on those annoying Easter eggs? Did I say that? Sorry, all you bunny lovers. Those are bright. Can you imagine if your Christian faith was bright like that? Or if it's just the dull white eggs with no color, black and white, lackluster, uh, dull, no shine. You know, you can start with one and then get, get dull over time because you become a Pharisee. We become self-sufficient in our Christianness. But we should never lose our shine. If we do, we've got to go back and buff the thing like the car. You've got to keep it shined. Keep that living color vibrant. LED lit, just, just light, lasting a lifetime, you know, just, just popping with color. So are you seeing Jesus in full color? When you go to find your way out of Mayberry this week, you're going to find people shushing you just like the blind men were getting shushed. The first thing they did was cry out, and what did the world do? Stop that. We don't do that. We don't cry out for God. We're too, we're too um, composed to cry out. Once in a while, though, God says, I need a little more from you. Because as long as you're too good to cry out, I can never help you go to full color, see it fully. And the world will do its best to shush you. You know how many hate emails I've already gotten because of our signs promoting Jesus? I love it. Yes. Real hate, like not not nice, like nasty stuff. Like I want to say, the devil's got you fooled, you know. Like they're shushing us already. They haven't seen anything. Oh, my Lord, that's good. If they're going to shush me now, wait till they see us in five years. It's crazy. The world will shush you when you cry out for God. When you start to make a noise that disrupts the ebb and flow of everyday composure, it makes people uncomfortable. And it's not you. It's the devil trying to trick them because the devil don't like the Jesus in you. So when they hate on you and they tell you you don't care about disabled children, yes, someone told me that. What? Like, like that's, the, that's the devil trying to, trying to stop a move of God. And I wanted to say to that person, come to the church. We'll love on you. What are you talking about? People crazy, cray. They, they crazy. They'll do whatever they can do to rebuke that movement. But it's for God. That's why planting a church was easy. Because it's for God. I don't need to worry about it. If it be God's will, so be it. It will work its way through. I don't, have to about, I don't have to worry about my ability to sustain something like a carnal thing that I've pursued in the past. When it's for God, this time it's so much easier because if it's God's will, no matter what, how many darts, how many rebukes, how many things people can try to do to twist what you're doing into something ugly, it won't work. In fact, they really want to be a part of it is my, my theory because if they've got enough time to shush you, they really are saying, I have too much time in, in myself. And so I really need to replace that self time with some, some, some God time because I really don't know anything. 
about God's plan over my own life. And so this bothers me because they're indicating there's more for me and I'm scared to go chase after it. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to stop it and rebuke you and shish you from God healing your blindness to full color because I'm okay with singing black and white or not seeing at all. I would say the church is black and white. The outside world is nothing at all. But God says you don't come in a church and stay in the church black and white. You're supposed to go to full color. That's through growth. That's through process, change, progress. You've heard the term the blind leading the blind. That's what the way of the world is. It's the blind leading the blind. And so you end up in places you didn't even mean to go because one blind person is following another blind person. We need someone who can see to lead us. How can, we, how can we go somewhere without the leader having a vision to see the path? That's why we have Jesus to lead us. Does anybody ever have seasonal visibility issues? I'm not talking about when it rains out. I'm talking about when it's nice out. How many, how many, uh, how many know that God is not a hobby? Oh, that's going to hurt somebody today. All you people online, how about you know some, God is not a hobby? Because when you treat God like a hobby, he'll be part-time in your life only when it's fun. You know, you know so, like, so like I'm just saying, like I like to go to the lake too, and I like to have fun too. But I often ask myself, does my, does my dedication to, to seeing in full color waver with my interests of the year and my, my motives for that moment and my hobbies and my, my conflicts and my schedule and all the things? And I'm not just talking about church here. I'm talking about my life. You need Jesus more outside these walls than you do in here. You need to be covered, protected, and keeping him first. The Bible, I won't even go there. I wanted to stay happy. Just read the Bible. <laughs> the world will shush you, rebuke you. Do we go on vacation from God and leave him home or take him on the trip with us? That's full color living. Black and white living says we'll leave him at home. Or church attendance is down in the summer because everybody goes on a vacation I'm not saying don't take a vacation, but I'm saying if, if you check out for summertime, God's a hobby to you. There's a difference. God needs you 24-7 to protect against the world's rebuke. That's the difference between knowing and following. It's real comfortable in some churches, and I like that. I want to be comfortable. Sometimes, but if I stay comfortable, I get lethargic. If I stay too comfortable, I start starving on the inside out. I get empty because I'm not being stretched. That's why we, we nudge. I don't say we push. We nudge for God's kingdom people forward. Sometimes they don't need, know they need a nudge. They need a nudge, though, because if you don't nudge them on behalf of God, they don't even see it sometimes, and sometimes that's the best moment they have revelation, and they, they understand crying out. Why would we cry out? I'm a good person. Why would I cry out for God? It's deeper than that. Has anybody heard the, um, the new Elevation, Brandon Lake? It might get loud. It might get loud. 
Heaven's coming down, down, down. It might get better. Oh, he's headbanging. We can't do that. I'll tell you what, that building is jumping up and down on fire. I can't wait till that's us. I can't wait till that's us. And all the uptight people go, what do we do? You jump too. We're going to rock this place, man, for Jesus. We're going to rock it so loud, people are going to run out with cameras trying to get pictures and go share them with their friends. I don't know what that guy was doing. I like it. Keep doing it. You haven't seen nothing. Just wait till part two, the building. (laughs) Get loud. What did they do? They cried out. They didn't say, Jesus, please come heal my eyes. They cried out, God, help me. Get over here, Lord. They said, shh, don't do it. They cried out louder, the Bible says. Please come heal me. Please come heal me. I can't see. No, that's not what they did. They cried out. Man, he gets up. He gets excited. He just won't stop hollering. You know, pastors cry out too. They cry out for the sheep. They see the wounded sheep, and the sheep don't know they're wounded, and the wounded sheep are laying there for the wolves to come snatch them up. That's what the pastor's there to do is to say, you're going to get snatched up. You need to get with the sheep herd up by the shepherd because God wants to protect you. Get loud. Heaven's coming down, down. I don't have the hair to, you know. Oh, it makes me dizzy to do it anyway. Dude's like spinning his hair. I don't know about all that. I'm just saying we can get loud for Jesus. We can clap. That's cool. Can we clap loud? Come on. Let's see how loud we can get. Come on. One, two, three. Come on. I like it. Now look at that. You just cried out for God. You didn't even know you could do that. You didn't know you needed that. I bet you feel better right now, don't you? Because you don't know you need to cry out until you do it out of desperation. I never cried out. I had a pastor once grab my arms and try to lift my hands for me, and I almost went, boop. But I didn't, but I almost did because it was a reaction. Because I was like, I'm just going to, yeah, we're in worship, yeah. And it was all like 25 until I was in my bedroom on my floor with my face in the carpet going, God, help me. What did I do? That's a cry out. And that's where you got to get. I'm not saying you got to make the same mistakes, do it the way I did, but there's a point where you cry out regardless of who's around. If you got to go to your bedroom, go to your closet and cry out, do it. God will speak to you then in that moment. Get loud for Jesus because even though he, he'll send a quiet whisper to, 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 to speak to you, you can shout back at God in thanksgiving. Are we just witnessing or experiencing the power of God in our life. That's, that's pretty big. I would say that's black and white versus full color. Witnessing says, I see it. I'm walking by it. They shouldn't be loud right now. I'm going to walk past it. Jesus is too important for this. For this. But experience is, is the ones who get the revelation, who are anointed in the moment, who went from blind to seeing. And just because they, they have a visual, physical problem doesn't mean we don't have a spiritual vision problem. And so, so that's, that's how good God is, is that that's just an example to show you what's going on in here. It's not about this. I got TLC for that. I need sight correction in here. 
or I'm missing the shine. I'm missing the colors. Remember Char, the trees? She pulled me, Char at the YMCA, she pulled me aside one day and I was ir- irritated. Why are you stopping me from church flow? We were setting up for church and she took me outside and said, look at all these trees. And you can see all the color. And I was too busy to notice trees to begin with, and I never forgot it, and I felt really dumb in the moment. This was, so at the YMCA, we were always in a hurry because we set everything up every week. And so, so when someone stopped me, when I'm like in robot mode, I'm like, what do you need? And, so, and so, so she's like, I need to take you outside for something. I'm like, oh, this better be good. All the way to the front of the building, it took like 30 seconds. She goes, look at the trees. Look at all the trees. See the colors? It looked like a canvas. And I told this story. I was missing it. That's right in front of me. So maybe, maybe, maybe this is right in front of us and we're missing it because of our vision. Spiritual vision. God wants to know who is willing to let go of emotions and cry out. The blind were desperate for change. Desperate for resolution. It's a faith test. We have a problem at home watching fails videos. Does anybody else do this? Hashtag fails. Colton is so sadistic. He's nine. I say, you can't watch any more fails. So if you don't, does anybody know what a fail video is? There's fails on everything. It's people failing at things with music. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I get pains in my stomach in other places out of, like, reaction to, to damage. And uh, we saw this one over the weekend, and this little boy is standing there, and all these girls are going to catch him, and he's going to do one of these. And he falls right through the circle. I mean, they're all standing there ready to catch him, and he still just fell straight through. But, like, you know how scary it would be to go blindly with your back to the circle? But God says, I'll never drop you. I'm I'm waiting for someone to just fall back into my arms and cry out. Like, I won't let you hit the floor like they did. My videos don't end with hashtags that say F-A-I-L. Mine end end good. Jesus says my videos will never show up on that YouTube channel because because mine end up good. So so that's that's like where we got to go with this. Are we desperate enough to fully fall into the arms of Jesus? Because When you're desperate enough for sight, God will promote your vision to new life and color. And then you're going to go, man, I just didn't know what I was missing. Why did I give so many years to that? I didn't know what I was missing. And oh, hindsight's 2020. But if I could go back, God says, you don't need to go back because that's what got you to finally see. That was your testimony. That moment you think was regret, I used that. So you could see. And now you finally, you finally got there. You finally got there. And so now that you're seeing how I want you to see, son, daughter, you're going to have this new life in color. When God touches you, it's time to follow. When? Now. They said they followed him. They followed him. God did a miracle, but what did they do? They followed him after God doesn't do a miracle just for us. He does it for him. Everything God did in the Bible was not to satisfy the people in a fleshly way. It was to reveal something spiritual by their earthly example. 
Every person he raised from the dead, every, every miracle he performed was always a spiritual reflection to what he was trying to actually tell them. He didn't need Lazarus back. That's not why he raised him. He said, I'm the resurrection. That's why I raised Lazarus. They would get tripped up because he would forgive sin. He says, which is greater? You know, that, that I do a miracle or I forgive sin. See, the people want to see the difference. But God says it's in here that the real impact is made. He says, it's greater that I forgive your sin than, than I, I heal you of that uh, infirmity. You getting this? He had to constantly do that. He had to constantly give them a carnal miracle like the rainbow over the sky because he was actually trying to see the bigger things inside with the spiritual eyes that they just did not have yet. So he kept doing that over and over. I'll, do a, I'll give you one to take one. I'll do a fleshly miracle so you can see a spiritual revelation. I'll heal your eyes so you can see I am the way, the truth, and the life. And those blind men were, became the anointed leaders of that group, and they followed. So good if you all could stand. One seed's in living color. There's no rerun. This is not no tube TV. We're a flat panel. We're an LED on the wall, like the one going up in there. We're, a, we're as big as they make. Do they got 85? They got 90 inch yet, Larry? We're going to go at 90 inch on that wall in there, LED. Because we're in living color. Are you seeing Jesus in living color this morning? If you're not sure what that looks like, I would say you're not ready to see him yet, but God says, I wanna touch your eyes in here and I wanna give you full vision today. But you gotta cry out. You gotta cry out if you wanna see clearly. I'm not gonna just hand it to you because you won't know what to do with it. But when you cry out, I know that you need a real change and I'm gonna do it for you. You can be the ones that the world says shush to, but I'm gonna heal your eyes because you're the ones crying out for change you're going to follow me. And that's good. And that's what I want my sheep to follow so they can lead the next sheep. Let's pray right now as we give all our worship to God. God, we praise you right now. We give all our praise and we're going to cry out today like we've never cried out in 2022. We give all our praise today, all our worship, because when we know when we cry, God, you deliver. Have your way this week, God. Let these people out there come in here and see the difference. The house of God can sing right now in Jesus' name. Amen.